0: what's up dude how's it going man i'm doing well i'm doing well um this is a this is actually a fun event this is kind of our our first spontaneous recording we've ever done because i mean we weren't planning on doing a recording today until uh you texted me you know just a couple hours ago oh good yeah and uh that's kind of the nature of our spontaneity if you will but it was it was nice of you actually you did me kind of a probably an unrealized courtesy for me um because you made that comment on the text you said something like hey man i'm thinking maybe we should try to do a a recording tonight i'm feeling good um but i know we just did one a couple days ago you know we can do it another day if that's better for you i'm not trying to turn you into an alcoholic or anything and uh obviously that's because i made it very clear to you that you know i like to have a cocktail when we do these podcast recordings at night yeah so um but the reason was a courtesy was because uh i was probably gonna have a cocktail tonight anyway um, (laughs) Okay, this is perfect. But if I have a cocktail without talking to you, that's kind of more of like an alcoholic type move versus if I have a cocktail while talking to you, then, you know, I'm doing something, like I'm I'm doing something, I'm celebrating something. You know, in essence, that's kind of, I mean, I know alcoholism is an actual disease, but like a lot of people still kind of register it as more of a social disease where uh, alcoholics are really just people who drink when they're not celebrating something? (laughs) Sure, sure. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah. And actually, as life goes on, man, I realize, I think it's getting harder and harder to become an alcoholic because people are celebrating stuff all the time. Like from all the birthday parties with all the kids, every holiday, random work events, you know, date nights, even Sunday fun day. I mean, that's not even a real thing. That's just two (laughs) words rhyming. And people drink because of that, you know, a celebration of, of two words rhyming, basically. I mean. So, yeah, with all the celebrating going on constantly in today's life, um, it really is hard to become an alcoholic anymore (laughs) because you're always celebrating. But that's a good thing. I mean, I don't want to be one. So, anyway, yeah, I just wanted to start off by thanking you for, you know, providing me the opportunity to have a cocktail in celebration tonight, you know, versus by myself, not in celebration, a.k.a. alcoholism. All
1: right, well, good. No, I'm glad I could be of assistance. (laughs) And, no, I I think, you know, the more and more that you you know, can find excuses to feel good about the amount of alcohol you're consuming. Right. I think that's, I think that just helps everybody around you.
0: Right. Actually, um, you know, come to think of it, even interventions are done in a celebratory format, aren't they? Yes. I mean, at their core, they're really just a surprise party.
1: Yeah. They're really just saying, you know, hey, let's try to get you into
0: more of a a celebrational mindset. Right. For your terrible habit. <laughs> right. What an intervention is actually saying verbatim is let's invite friends and family to this surprise event to show this person that, you know, he or she should really be celebrating more to counterbalance their current habits, right? Exactly. No, I like this, man. So, um, what are you sipping on? Uh, I'm doing a little bit of, um, actually that's also kind of funny because, um, I've been on a Manhattan kick lately. Okay. And, you know, a Manhattan, if you're not familiar is, you know, I'm pretty sure the standard is, uh, two parts bourbon, one part sweet vermouth. You add a few splashes of bitters, and then it's stirred vigorously and poured over ice. Nice. So, which I love, you know, and then you can garnish it with a cherry or a, a burnt orange peel or whatever. I don't do the garnishes, but, um, but the funny thing is, you know, I'm currently out of bourbon, so I had to use Crown Royal instead, which is a Canadian whiskey. <laughs> and, um, you know, I also asked my wife to pick us up some sweet vermouth at the grocery store, but surprise, surprise, she came back with dry vermouth, not sweet. Oh, so. swing and a miss. Yeah, so it's, um, yeah, I'm basically drinking a Manhattan with slightly off ingredients, you know, so I don't know what that is. I mean, it's not really a Manhattan if it's made with Canadian whiskey instead of bourbon and dry vermouth instead of sweet vermouth. So I was thinking, what do you call a Manhattan with the wrong ingredients? I mean, what is that? Is that a Brooklyn? Is that a Bronx? A Queens? I mean, what is it? <laughs> no, nah, you're in the wrong borough. I, know, I, I am, man. I'm in the wrong borough. But it actually does taste pretty good. I'm not picky or anything. It tastes good. So it's All, all right, good. so
1: you mentioned Sunday Funday.
0: Right. I don't know when that
1: started becoming a thing, but I remember growing up thinking Sunday was the absolute worst day of the week.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. I've never really been a fan of Sundays either, um, when I think about it. But I had to to go to Catholic Mass every Sunday growing up. And, I mean, that was just a burden, you know? (laughs) I mean, as a kid, I mean, any kid... I don't care what day of the week it is. No kid is going to enjoy getting up and going to a Catholic mass. As far as I know, I mean, I don't know any, any kid that really ever has. No, I think it's in the scriptures. Right. Yeah. It's the lesser known 11th commandment, right? Thou (laughs) shalt not enjoy attending mass. Yeah. I never,
1: I mean, I definitely didn't as a kid for sure. Um, But even today, you know, like if we went, if we, if, if we kind of get into a groove of, you know, going to church you know, maybe for like four to six weeks in a row. Eventually, I, I just, I need a break, you know, yeah. like like maybe go to a non-denominational church or something or or
0: just not go at all. You know, that's that's always an option. <laughs> yeah, so by non-denominational, you mean non-existent? Exactly, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I, I, I mean, the church thing, I mean, that, I mean, that that's the first thing we did on Sundays. You know, we got up, we ate breakfast, and we went to church. So, I mean, the whole day, I mean, that just kind of starts off just... You know i can literally remember i can remember saying to my parents like when we were in the parking lot after church like as we were leaving i can just remember saying well mom and dad you know this is this very moment is the best moment of the entire (laughs) week for me (laughs) i mean i pretty much already teed up the joke but then you know they would say why i'd say because this moment is the longest time until we have to be back in church we have the whole week and that's it's gonna be glorious
1: <laughs> so that's what's so brutal about sundays right like, i mean for yeah. me anyways it's it's a day that just kind of messed with you because it was a day off of school but you still have priorities and you didn't have you didn't have that late night to look forward to yeah
0: it's not a weekend so to speak, but it is, a, I mean, it is a weekend. So I don't know. Like- no, it's, it's not the same.
1: Like I would go into a semi-depression after like maybe 1 p.m. on Sundays or maybe 4 p.m., depending on like what if there was a baseball or football game on. Yeah. But I mean, Sundays, they just had a weird feel. Like I had no desire to go back to school on Monday. And if you think about the dichotomy, Right. You know, we're really only talking like a 36 hour difference from Friday night to Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And that's,
0: it's just too much of a mood swing for a teenager to handle. <laughs> it is a big swing. Friday night to Sunday afternoon. That is a big swing. Yeah. And I, I just, yeah, I don't know. Sundays have always been tough. I wonder if they picked Sunday to have church on for that reason. Like back when they were deciding what day church should be on whenever that was i mean because it's the perfect day to have church you know i mean it's all about sacrifice you know sundays you're just sacrificing a lot you know the weekend is over the work week starts tomorrow you know it's it's kind of a day of sacrifice and i mean it's weird it's a weird day because it doesn't have like a true identity cuz it's not a weekend or a weekday it's like this swing day and and, you know the catholic church it's all about sacrifice you know sacrifice is the way to you know heaven and all that stuff and salvation <laughs> that's you know that's the catholic church mentality so i guess maybe having church on a sunday a sacrifice day makes perfect sense i remember like sometimes they would do like this 5 pm you know saturday night mass and we swung into that a few times and it always just kind of felt wrong to me you know i don't know why it's, it was kind of just like this it's Saturday night, what am I doing here, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, I get it, I get it. It's like, it's like Sunday morning mass felt like, you know, this is a good thing to do for your soul, with your family, for God. And Saturday night felt like it, uh, I don't know, it was like uh, I'm really only doing this to get it out of the way.
0: Well, I was thinking more like Saturday's a great day, why am I ruining it with church? <laughs> and Sunday's a crappy day anyway, so it's the perfect day to go to church. That's more what I was thinking. I mean, yours, yours was way more uplifting, so... Okay, okay, okay. So yeah. I'm
1: glad that I, I get the angle now that you're coming from, but I guess I was trying to counterbalance that angle by being a little more kind to the spiritual <laughs> realm. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Peace be with you, brother. And also with you. Thanks. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, no, I would say this, like if you you read the Bible, you know, the idea that church is on a Sunday actually doesn't make sense, only because the Bible says on the seventh day God rested. And as far as I know, Sunday is the first day of the week, so it's like, (laughs) why are we resting before we do our work? Shouldn't we get our work done and then rest? But we, you know, actually we're like, hey, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. (laughs) That's true. I never thought of that. Yeah, so I think...
0: I think actually,
1: I mean, I almost feel like I could blame the Catholic Church for my propensity to procrastinate.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're just going to base it off the calendar grid alone, what the Bible really should say is, and on the first day, God rested. <laughs> right,
1: because right? <laughs> procrastination is essentially excess resting before doing work. And that's how right. every week starts. Like, every yeah. week starts <laughs> off like... Wait a minute! Wait a minute! We're resting here. Yeah. All right. Why don't we? Why don't we just keep resting? And I'll get <laughs> to it. Monday's gonna come. I'll get to it. But you know, I feel like I feel like the whole thing just you know got flipped around the wrong way, and you know why do we only get really. Why do we get one good day of rest? Yeah. You know, because again, Sunday, you're, all, you're, you're already thinking about the work week. Everyone knows Sunday afternoon is the countdown to the work week. So it's like, yeah. I don't know, we, get, we gotta rebrand this entire thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I never thought about that. Every week starts off with a day of rest. It's basically procrastination. And you also mentioned sports being, you know, the great equalizer for Sundays. It can make a Sunday or break a Sunday if there's like a good sporting event on. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think maybe that's because the beer industry was starting to get pissed off that, um, you know, Sunday was going to the wine industry with all those communions, Ah. (laughs) like wine was getting all the attention on Sundays and the beer industry was like, blood of Christ. What is this? You know? (laughs)
1: Yeah. So we got to have football games on Sundays because that entire congregation (laughs) is drinking wine together. Yeah,
0: that's it. New campaign. We're going after football and rhyming Sunday, fun day. (laughs) And now all of a sudden, you know, Beer is king on another day of the week. All right. Okay. Can you imagine how pissed off beer would have been if like wine would have like beat them to the punch and started marketing with NFL teams and like you'd have like stadiums full of people drinking red wine during football games? <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> they got the church, they got the football. <laughs> wine would just own the whole day. Wine would own every Sunday. Church, football, you know, you have dinner that night, you have some wine. But yeah, that's a funny thought. A stadium of people watching a football game drinking wine. I don't know why, but that's funny to me. Actually, it sounds pretty awful. It does. Yeah. It does sound awful. I mean, I like wine. You know, I'll have it with food sometimes or whatever, but I'm not trying to get, like, hammered off of wine. I think it's one of the worst drunks there is. I mean, I know people who do get hammered off wine, but I just don't like all the baggage that comes with it. Like, I mean... You know, it stains my tongue, it stains my teeth, it stains my insides as I find out the next day, you know. <laughs> I mean, basically my whole body turns purple. I mean, I don't want my body to turn purple. And it's a it's a terrible hangover too. I think it's the, the worst hangover, at least for me. Yeah, so just
1: imagine like
0: in prehistoric
1: times for thousands of years, that's all they drank. <laughs> that's true, that's all they could do. They're brushing their teeth with wine, they're bathing <laughs> in wine. Yeah, they had to use it for everything. They just thought purple was the natural color of teeth. They thought teeth were naturally purple, shit was naturally purple, and terribly hungover was the natural human condition.